we went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we forded streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God helped those who stood in the way of business and progress and the USA. This is how the West was fucked. Welcome to How the West Was Fucked, a weekly examination of the fucked up fuckery of the 19th century American West. We'll be talking mountain men, explorers, cowboys, gunslingers, and the native tribes who had to suffer all these fucks. So this is How the West Was Fucked. I was in here mixing. I was actually um, chopping up the last podcast. I came in here with a cup of noodles and three beers, and I killed all of them. I uh, did. I got the editing done, and it was about almost three in the morning. And I was like, "Well, I better, I better turn in." Plus, I got to pee really fucking bad. So, I uh, turn around. I get. I grab the door handle, and it just doesn't do anything. <laughs> you like turn it, pull, and the the the. The handle was not pulling the the like striker in, right? Yeah, because your robot door is way needlessly complicated. Yeah, it's got a key fob and stuff. It's such a pain in the fucking ass. So I I was just like, holy shit, I got a piece so fucking bad right now, so bad right now. So I fill up, uh, stupidly. I start with a beer can. I fill up three beer cans and a half a cup of noodles. <laughs> I should have started wow. with a cup of noodles. That was stupid. <laughs> Then I sit a chair down in front of the door and I stare at I stare at the crack right there and I'm like, okay, I got a library card. I could poke at it with a library card. But the striker's on the opposite side, like the angled portion. Yeah, you yeah. hit with the cards on the other side, and it's it's like got a metal plate in front of it. So I'm like, fuck, I gotta get something around the back of it to try to like pull at pull at the striker. I would say shoelace, but your shoes don't have laces. Mm -hmm. Striker, well, I, striker. I called my I called my wife. But it was three in the morning. She didn't answer, and I thought about people in the building. I could probably maybe call to come down and just beep, hit the button, and like let me in. Luckily, I didn't. I luckily I didn't get a hold of anybody because uh, even if they would have beeped it, I found out later it wouldn't open the door. I still would have been stuck in here. There's no fucking windows. It's an almost soundproof room. Yeah. So if somebody's walking by, I can't just scream and. And like, you had used all your provisions. You know, the beer was yeah, gone. Or or you just have to re-drink your piss. So. Exactly. I got three cans of it. I'm good to go. And a half, and a, half a cup of noodles. Uh, so I looked over at that. I got a guitar made out of a mailbox <clears> sitting in the corner over here. Yeah. As we all do. I pulled one of the strings off of it and fed it around the back of the I was just going to say, because I see a string laying there on the ground. Yeah, it's it's still MacGyver. There. Yeah. I haven't thrown it away yet. No, I was very proud of myself. Yeah. I, I, I fed the string behind the, the, the latch and pulled on it one time, and it just went right through and came back out the other side, and I was like, holy shit, it actually works! And then I had to string it through again, and the second time I did it, I and actually be, took a video. ready to pull the door, yeah. Yeah, I set up a video on that that music stand over there, and, like, it's a very shitty, stupid video that is very boring, except for me going, fuck yeah, at the very end. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, then I pulled on the door at the same time I pulled on the string and popped myself out. Are you done? pretty fucking stoked. Wow, nice. That's... Right. 100% MacGyver. Tales, Tales of Survival. Well, you know Damn that's right. a spirit animal, was MacGyver. Uh, <laughs> no joke. I, I literally, I was like thinking just like, fuck yeah, I'm so glad I watched. 
every episode of MacGyver that I did in my entire life. Like, I've seen all of them, and I've seen a whole bunch of them more than five times. Did so. he ever do that trick? No. Oh, you just... Nope. Learned. I just... You learned to do general improv- improvisation. Exactly. Excellent. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to How the West Was Played, episode 13. Yeah, lucky 13. Mm-hmm. Lucky number 10. Yep. Well, they're all kind of lucky number 10, but... Yeah. Oh, this is the uh, PM Baywatch After Dark edition, too, so... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! For once, we actually get to have some beers while we're doing this. So yeah, it's not noon. It's not high noon like yeah, it yeah. normally is. Just got a belly full of bratwurst and corn and, and an ass beer. full of shit. Yeah. Well, that happened. Not for long. <laughs> but, you know, last time you joined us, uh, I believe that was last time was the Sand Creek Massacre. Yeah, last one was the Pussy Hat episode, right? <clears throat> yes, the Pussy Hat episode. Um, Chivington and all his core shittery. Well, this is uh, the, the much-anticipated rematch, if you want to call it that. Uh, it's not really, that's not really a fair way to describe it, but... Well, it was a battle, right? Sure. Sure. You guys want to ask me a question or what? Oh, oh yeah. what do you know about the Washita massacre slash battle if you were white 150 years ago? Yeah. Uh, Washita is a neighborhood in um, Tokyo, I believe. Oh, I don't know what to. Which is that kind of the up uh, the land bridge theory? Oh, oh yes. Because I'm sure the Paleo Indians were speaking fluent Japanese. That's it hasn't changed since. Well, before they came over here. Yeah. It evolved. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's probably Godzilla's like upscale, like bed and breakfast type uh, country villas and stuff like that. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, well, now we, I'm more confused. We're just down a little bit. Like, uh, do you know where the Indian territory was? Nope. Not at all. Nope. What were some of the last states to be admitted to the Union? Besides Alaska and Hawaii. Oh, I was going to say Hawaii. Uh, other in the continental United States? Yup. I just, I'm, I don't know, but I'm going to take a stab. I'm going to say Oklahoma. There you go. Yay, ding, ding, ding. Really? By that man of yeah. tuna. Fucking hell. That's another, like, uh, yeah. fucking John Astor moment there for you me. Go. Yeah. All right, please excuse the buckery from the recording with we should be better now but anyway as i was saying uh oklahoma's famously where the fucking um cherokee got shipped off to on the trail of tears after they got dispossessed of their plantations and and, a lot of other people too and a lot of other people but i mean famously famously because everybody else they just they don't have a special name for trail of tears i'm leaving a trail of beers right now yep I'm leaving a trail of white claws. Yeah. So either which way, before they did the uh, the uh, whole uh, Oklahoma Sooner land grab thing, it was just pretty much where you doesn't matter which tribe and where they were from, they would basically ship them off there when they became inconvenient for Western expansion. And so uh, our friends uh, from the last episode find themselves uh, Black Kettle and his and his people find themselves in. Uh, Indian territory of Oklahoma after the Sand Creek yep. massacre. After the Sand Creek, uh, yeah, they didn't really trust each other much after that for some dumb reason. Uh, Shivington did manage to kill some of the, uh, most of the chiefs that were actually for peace. Yeah. And the ones he didn't kill kind of turned against peace after that for well, some dumb reason. And plus, you got to remember the dog soldiers, uh, you know, they weren't in that fight. So they kind of largely escaped losing any members for that. And they continued to raid. 
And a lot of the younger men uh, just went and joined with them because they were like, fuck this shit. We're going to go join the basically militant faction and go fuck some shit up. And uh, so, born to raiding. Yep. Yes, pleasant. So the, the, they kind of went to the Smoky Hill territory after that, kind of up north. Where? Uh, Smoky Hill, kind of at northern uh, Oklahoma. Just one hill? That area. Was Nebraska. it Smoky Hills? Just no, one? just one. Okay. Give you a bend to Oklahoma. I think that's called a volcano. Not in Oklahoma. Oh. Nope. Even Black Hill got into the uh, warring, but he lost his headman position because he was the one saying, hey, we're going to be all cool here, and that didn't really happen. Uh, 65, the Cheyenne attacked Julesburg in northeast Colorado and rampaged up the North Platte. Now, the government had General Connor on their trail. That was in 65. Uh, Connor's Battlefield is right next to Andy's house well, on, and let, the, on the river there. Well, let's remind folks, uh, the uh, Sand Creek was, what, uh, 64, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And, and this was, I missed it. 65. 65. So this is the next year. Okay, cool. So now, like, a real war is broken out after having, you know, a bunch of peacefuls taken out. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and that kind of fucked up, like, butchery, man. Well, Just yeah. Just a little. You know, but that's... I'm, I'm th- sure they didn't spread the word about what the fuck happened. There's, like, a couple people that escaped or whatever. But. Right. And, yeah, it's like anything else. Like, oh, if we just, like, massacre the shit out of them, the rest of them will give up. That usually has the opposite effect. I mean, you find that happening... <sighs> I mean, we've been, you know, kind of doing stuff like that for years, and it just never works. You get these rebellions built up, and... And the rating increases, and then the outcry to go do more atrocities increases. And it's the old tit for tit. Tit for tit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Kittle signs the uh, Little Arkansas Treaty uh, from kind of the makeup for the Sand Creek, quote-unquote. What do you mean makeup? Well, it's the government at least trying. Oh, they're like, oh, we're real sorry about what happened. So- Just because of their bad PR that they got, they're not going to make up. Anymore after this, anyways. Right, but what did the what did the treaty entail? Because usually, whenever they wrote a treaty, it's like, here's the land we're going to take away from you, and yep. then we're going to supply you with some potatoes and coffee. That's why they moved them south and east into Oklahoma, where they couldn't. Where it was shit. Buffalo. Yeah. Sorry about all your dead family. Here's some coffee yeah. and potatoes. <laughs> Sorry about not being able to hunt the large mammal that you know pretty here's much shitty stringy beef type. that you don't like and that it has no buffalo. and it has no religious significance for you much unlike the buffalo so they did let them uh, still hunt up there uh each one would get 320 acres of the land they used to have three billion of yeah uh that was only to the 160 or so people that lost parents or husbands and it was only granted to the ones who signed not to the ones that were still operating and doing shit like that so yeah and that was ratified in May 22nd, 1866. And it was finally proclaimed in February 2nd, 1867. So the wheels of justice are moving really fast for having been three years, basically, after the fact. Good times. Yeah. Oh, better late than never. Or, well, we're, st- we're still going on never, but... Well, put it this way. Okay, like, famously right now, you know, you got uh, John Stewart and, like, you know, fighting for the... 9-11 first oh, responder zeros, stuff. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, how many years, like, shitty at math, but, you know, that's been... It's 2019. Yeah. Never forget. 18 years ago. 18 years ago. I can't believe I couldn't have done that in my head, but I have it a couple of years, so... And they still don't give a shit. No. Nope. No. So... Anyway. The feds, you know, mm-hmm. doing fed things. Anyway. 
Uh, didn't really stop the dog soldiers much, though. Because um, the dog soldiers are fucking... They don't hard, give a fuck. motherfucking hard, hard ass. Uh, February 66, uh, Wincoop, uh, the guy from the uh, Sand Creek, or at least one of his friends in the Sand Creek, told Black Kettle he could not go to his happy hunting grounds on the Smoky Hill. Uh, so that kind of pissed off Black Kettle, and uh, the Smoky Hill Trail was kind of attacked over the next year. Uh, you know, Black Kettle, if he did have anything to do with it, he didn't really have much sway anyway. So right. even if he did say anything, it didn't matter. Uh, so that was including a couple of deaths by uh, several honkies. Uh, December 66 was the Fetterman Massacre. Which we will talk about at length mm-hmm. later. So uh, even more dead honkies there. Uh, the head of the Department of the Missouri, Marjol, uh, Major General Winfred Scott Hancock. Not the Winfred Scott from the Mexican-American War, but some asshole is named after him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he was quoted as saying they must be exterminated, or they cannot and will not settle down, and our people will force us to do it. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said settle down. Well, you in the back. Well, and also, yeah. I'm going to turn this bus stop around. Stop laughing. Why are you laughing? Uh, if you keep laughing, your parents are going to force me to commit genocide on you. <laughs> By how it went. Well, Jesus. I will turn this state around. <laughs> Wasn't a state yet. <laughs> territory around. Anyway. Uh, Hancock, with Sherman's permission, General Sherman, he yep. was the head of the whole shebang back like then. William it's the guy that invented Sherman. the tank, right? Well, it's the guy that the tank is named after. It's the guy that invented whipping the shit out of the South and decimating their railroad lines and... Kind of no-holds-barred yeah. type of well, the concept, Hulk Hogan. The concept of... <laughs> Him, him and his buddy he invented the unitard and how to rip it off. Him and his yeah. buddy uh, Phil Phil Sheridan. Uh, yeah, was that big, a unibro for? Never mind. Okay, but it's a, it's the concept of total war. Total war means okay. I'm not just going to kill your soldiers. I'm going to burn your crops. I'm going to burn your houses to the ground. I'm going to twist your railroad tracks into pretzels. I'm going to salt the fucking very earth. I'm going to shoot all your fucking cows. I'm going to give your granny a titty yeah, twister. Yep. I'm going to give your like yeah. I'm going to give your kids noogies, and I'm going to spit in your iced tea. And when it's bad enough, you're going to fucking give up. That was the concept. There you go. That'll do it. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and so they spent a long time like figuring out and and using these tactics on the on the uh, the South during the, the Civil War. Right. Well, now it's time to apply those same tactics right. to, to the, the people of the plains. Yeah, I got you. Well, in those days, especially since like you know, if they're going to do that to like other white people, boy, they had real no problem doing it to people who they didn't even consider people. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Pieces of shit. Yeah. Just just remember, I think we I did say that I was. Listening through the last episodes, like, well, my my parents, grandparents didn't fucking do any of this shit, but it's like, no, we kind of homesteaded all that shit, and yeah, we we're kind of the first ones there after yeah. all this got cleaned up, even though it was, you know, 20, 30 years after the last Indian was there at some point. But. Yeah. You know, my, my grandma Arlene told me one time, uh, appar- apparently the, f- the folklore in our, in our family... Uh, so I was raised by my grandparents. My grandmother was born in 1941. Her, was it her grandmother or her great-grandmother? The the picture she showed, 
Remember, remember yeah, you yeah. were at my house? With the, Bo, with, the, house. with the fucked up haircuts? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, well, yeah. well, that was that was her like uh, 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 dad and, and aunt. But before that, like her, gr- I think her grandmother, or it must have been her grandmother because it would have been the 1840s, um, uh, babysat the fucking uh, uh, James kids, like Jesse James and his brother and shit. Oh, shit. they're all from Missouri. Okay, yeah, well, so yeah. So that that's what was, like, told through the family. Yeah, Frank but and Jesse. That was the... She, remember, she showed a picture of, of one, like, just some fucking cur- curmudgeonly old lady. Yeah. And she was like, fuck this bitch. She was awful. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, she's a fucking asshole. Oh, I do remember that. And so she, she told me one time, like, like, nobody likes her in the family. She's a fucking pain in the ass. And, like, like the, the joke in the family is she... Like, like it's pretty well known that she used to watch the James kids, but the reason the James kids turned out so bad was because that lady was such a fucking bitch <laughs> and such a f- just mean and, and just vindictive that it just made the... She watched them a lot. She, like, babysat them all the time. It was, like, her daycare or whatever. And, like, they turned out to be pieces of shit because of Well, it. also, you know... Are you claiming she made them like yeah, conf- yeah, con- a, Confederate sympathizers? And- absolutely, mm-hmm. she probably was too. There's a lot <laughs> well, of pieces of shit in my family, so like that's probably where it came from. Yeah, that's a fun little. Side I just note. thought it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the James kids were pieces of garbage yeah. and Rob Banks and. Well, that's the thing to put it in context. I mean, that's contemporary to what we're talking about so right now. So that would be my grandmother, great grandmother, my great great grandmother. Because the what the James gang would have still been like robbing shit now, you know, because what they got started in the Civil War. Civil War yeah. ended in uh, sixty five. Sixty five, yeah. So yeah, it was contemporary. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and my my grandma met her. Like, there's straight up fucking photo photographic evidence of it. It's pretty weird. Awesome. Yeah, that's my mom's side of the family. My dad's side of the family uh, showed up in what? Right before World War Two, they were like coming from Italy to get get away from Mussolini. Mussolini. Douchebag. Seems like a good idea. Why? What's wrong with Mussolini? I always say it when somebody says, oh, I'm just hanging out. Oh, like Mussolini. Just uh, upside down, uh, getting beaten. With baseball bats. <laughs> <laughs> or if somebody says, oh, I'm just hanging out. And it's like, well, he should zip up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so Hancock takes off with uh, Sherman's permission to go on the offensive in 67. Um Kind of to go out to see if they wanted to make peace with a bunch of soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, do you want to have a peace treaty? Notice we have Hotchkiss guns and, like, you know, hundreds of dudes with rifles. Oh, hundreds of dudes with rifles? Yeah, I'm yeah. in, dude. Yeah. Yeah, let's go shopping at Walmart or something. <laughs> you hear about that Walmart that got shot up today in yes. Texas? Oh. That's a Walmart? Yeah. Yeah, imagine that. It was also happened to be a fucking white supremacist type fucking... Not mega guy. An actual terrorist? Yeah. But Mm. anyway, 21-year-old, too. They're rational and make great decisions. Always have access to guns. um, And cars and liquor. And liquor, yep. So uh, 1,400 soldiers from Fort Larned, Kansas, left. Fort what? Was it Larned? Alarmed? L-A-R-N-E-D. L- oh, it sounds like learned, yeah. Oh, learned Kane. That's pretty much how I just picture like Jim Bridger saying learned. This learned. This is smart, smart people live in yeah. learned Kansas. You think you're all learned back there in the East Coast? Yeah. I learned that if you're taking a dump, always bring your shooting iron with you, or else you like to get your scalp lifted. Plus, if you got a real big turd, you got to break it up into pieces so <laughs> it'll shoot down. off those Klingons. <laughs> 
Just like hardtack. <laughs> Smash it with a rifle butt. <laughs> oh, all right. Anyway, winter or not? This ain't the winter campaign yet. This is the. No, this is still sixty-seven. Yeah. They're they're trying to feel things out, I guess. Exploratory <laughs> committee. <laughs> they they parlayed with uh, some dog soldier chiefs. Oh oh, Tallbull, that was his name. Then they went up to Arkansas, or I like to say Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, up the Pawnee Fork, uh, they had a Lakota and Cheyenne camp, and they saw the soldiers coming, and they all bolted. They didn't really trust them anymore for well, some man, reason. Imagine that. Yeah. So Hancock takes this as a sign of war because they run away. <laughs> They're running away. <laughs> oh, dude, that was like uh, uh, fuck, Jim. Uh, Jim, the guitar player, Poop Attack. Yeah. Uh, his dad used to come up to Seattle with his buddies. Like all, they're all Native American dudes. They used to come up here and like their game was to like get drunk and then look at see who could look at a cop and then run as fast as you possibly can <laughs> and get chased. Wow. Well, that, kind of, was, that was not, like a game they fucking played. See, we had a kind of it's thing like that back anymore. in Dickinson, like yeah. back in North Dakota. Where it's we're, fucked up that if a cop sees you running, just running, or whatever, like, yeah. you're just like, what are you up to? And then, like, chase your ass down. Yeah. Like, what? It all depends it'll, if you have banjo music. Or well, luckily, that was a simpler time when they wouldn't yeah. just banjo immediately get shot like, in the fucking back. If like, you got banjo music, fine. If you got tuba music going on, or yakety sax, <laughs> totally yeah, fine. Yeah. Anything else? No, nope. Doctor uh, Doctor Dre, you're definitely getting shot. Well, that was that was kind of the deal that went down uh, when we was growing up in North Dakota. Is you know you had uh, what is it a uh, Fort Berthold like reservation up north of your house, you know, because he was up in a different county. But every once in a while, you get a feller like come down from the res and start drinking at what well, usually the Broadway is where like, I know that one guy that like pulled a knife on everybody and cut a guy, and then it's just like, well, how fast can you back get back to sovereign territory? Once you cross that certain bridge, the the sheriffs can't chase them anymore, and they're on. Oh, it's like the TV trope where you like you get across the line. You're like, fuck yep. you, like flipping off the cops. Well, that's literally how it was. You know, on, on <laughs> yes. the on the res, your your uh, your normal law enforcement has no power. So these guys would get all fucked up and do some fucked up shit, and then what is it, about eighty miles awesome. back to Fort Berthold? So they're hauling ass north on this two lane road, just trying to get to that bridge. That's fucking rad. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they should get one free stabbing anyway after I agree. after all this. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So that kind of split up the Cheyenne to smaller groups, uh, which the cavalry couldn't find at all because they're dumbasses. Well, it's also oh, guess who they uh, sent after them, uh, Mister uh, Mister Hancock. Just don't fuck everything. Dun dun dun. What do you mean they sent after Mister Hancock? What? No, who Mister Hancock sent after the uh, Cheyenne? Just don't fuck everything. Well, uh, shit, I didn't read that part. It's going to either be... General cool. Custer, dumbass. Well, I figured it would be Custer, but I thought maybe like they brought Chivington back in for a, a second round or something that we forgot like to mention. Tag Wait, team of assholes? And plus Aww. there's, you know... Aww. The Butter Goblin. His career's over. It's not like fucking Custer's the only... You know, General Crook's a fucking badass, too. Actually, General Crook, I'd argue, is a bigger badass. You know, he's just less famous because he didn't die horrifically for being a dumbass. Oh, I thought you, know, I thought you were going to stop there because he didn't die. Well, he eventually <laughs> did. He's still alive. Okay, Enoch. But, well, fuck. Yeah, 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 Custer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wait, he sent Custer after them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he didn't find shit because they, Cause this is summer and they break out. 
into smaller groups. Well, and, and Custer travels with a full fucking band. And yeah. T- Custer rides off and goes hunting on his own and gets lost for three days at times. And then the guys are just sitting around bivouac like, huh, what, what do we do now? Like, you know. What's bivouac? Like in camp. Just they set up What's their tents. What's it stand for? I know there's like military short names, right? I don't know. I think it's like probably a French word or something. Let's, just, oh. let's look okay. it up. Continue. William. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they do find the uh, trail of uh, dead honkies and uh, stage stations burned and livestock stolen. Hancock was back in a abandoned camp deciding whether to burn that camp or not. Uh, burning it surely meant that the war was on for sure. But when word got back from Custer, he torched it after he saw all the uh, dead people out on the... Just a few did settlers he, here and there. He, he, okay, what? He, okay, he found a bunch of massacre, and then he torched what? Uh, Hancock was uh, back at an Indian camp, so he was, you know, deciding whether to burn it or not. Oh, so I see. Once Custer comes back saying, "Hey, you know, they killed a few more people." Yeah, they, they I'm set pretty it off. sure that wasn't a real hard decision for them to leave to, because I think that that's generally the default answer in those times. Yeah. Uh, do we burn the village? Well, you know, they've been giving us beef jerky. And- this is still after uh, Sand Creek, and yeah. that's kind of bad press. After this, they really didn't give much of a shit. Yeah. Also, it is a temporary Everywhere. camp without tents or cover. Oh, without tents or cover, really? I was thinking we'd have tents. Used especially by soldiers and mountaineers. You're a derivation. God damn it, Wikipedia. What the fuck, boofing? Oh, boofing. That's when you. Uh... Well, according according to uh, what's his fucking. Uh... According to one of the, the Supreme one of the Court. Justices of the Supreme yeah. Court. Yeah. It is when you eat so many tacos that you puke your guts out. Is no, that what it is? he said it referred to flatulence. Oh yeah, yeah. When Kavanaugh, then you, get, then you get farty. What a fucking. It's when. Jesus. It's when you shove so many tacos up your ass that you become drunk with tequila and then you puke out rainbows. Okay. Sounds all right. Okay, uh, so the derivation uh, is French, but it's derived from 18th century Swiss and German. Bivakt. Which means buy and watch. So, so you're if, standing and buy and watch. You're, you're standing. Bivakt. You're standing by and watching. Got it. Oh. It's, it's literally loitering. I you were just watching it's fucking loitering. <laughs> it's loitering it's if you're. For loitering. <laughs> but only if you're a soldier. <laughs> it's German for loitering. <laughs> So, Which is punishable by... I know what I'm calling the bar that I opened. <laughs> Bivouac. Bivouac. <laughs> Bivouac. <laughs> Bivouac. Oh, Bivouac. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh. That's fantastic. And you could have like a a drawing of a vodka bottle whacking it off. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. No, no, not a drawing, but a sculpture. And it, If you put money into it, it squirts l- liquor in your mouth. <laughs> Hard pass. I don't think I'm investing in this one. All right, so they burn. <laughs> but it's any kind of liquor you want. Well, as long as it comes from the bottle's need, penis. I don't need a money shot of liquor, like, shot down my throat like the kid drinking from the fire hose on UHF. <laughs> you get blown into a fucking... <laughs> fucking uh, You're uh, a lucky boy. You find the marble in the oatmeal. You find the marble in the oatmeal. You get to drink from the fire hose. And then yeah. Kramer gets to call you some... Uh, eh, never mind. Oh, he was so funny at one point. What happened to that man? Um, racism uh, happened. That's what yeah. happened. He All did, right, so he did a racism. Anyway, back to the other racism we were talking about. 
uh, the more fiery kind of <laughs> racism. And now for something completely racist. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hancock is uh, now trying to go around to all the other uh, tribes in the area, trying to strong arm them into. Oh yeah, I'll take one of those. Uh, into signing. Really? Yeah, into uh, giving me a Rainier or signing treaties, one or the other. The Arapahoes, the Kiowas, Custer. Hold on one second. We're gonna do a loud section. Oh, uh, okay. One, two, three. Please continue. Custer was at Fort Hayes waiting for his horses to eat and recover. Hancock wicked back recover to his from what? Well, running their horses like dumbasses. You know, on westerns, the, you watch these guys like everybody just rides a horse like it's fucking driving your car. Like turn the key and go. Yeah, yeah. Walk into the saloon, it just stands there. Well, like, in actuality, sprinting. they're more like electric car. Where you run the battery down and it takes a longer time to charge it up. You got 250 miles and then you got to plug it in for a little bit? Well, you got to let it graze and let its muscle tissue go back. I have to be at this saloon for at least a day. Yeah, yeah. I have to. (laughs) I'm sorry, babe. (laughs) I come home sooner, but I have to be here. Yep. Not quite to that extreme. But yeah, I mean... I mean, they they often ride horses to death if you really needed to. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a thing. Anytime uh, I see one, like... In a Western, they're always going full out and stuff. It's yeah. like, why are you doing that? A poor horse. Like, well, they do that shit in uh, uh, the remake of True, True Grit. Like, he rides that fucker till like, it collapses and then just shoots it. And then carries the girl the rest of the way. But, I mean, that's... PETA. That wasn't a super uncommon thing. I mean, like, how long did the Pony Express guys ride at a stretch? It was only, like... 20 or so miles. If that, and then, yeah. like, and then they'd have it be hot swapping horses, like, every five or ten or something, right? Yeah. That's crazy. The yeah. future horses are going to be great, though. I saw the Postman, and, like, they go forever. Yeah. Man. They go a long ways. And the horses in Disney movies, too. Like, you get some Black Stallion, Black Beauty shit happening. Just, you oh, might have, here's you know. a Here's a sidetrack real quick. This is Courtney Love for Courtney Love's Lovely Country Opium Emporiums. The best in the West, non-slash your poppy pavilion. Experience our handsomely appointed buck beds. No extra charge for bed bugs. Our honest attendants will, quote, promise, unquote, not to steal whatever money you have left. Professional and clean. <coughs> Come be a hero or a heroine. That's Courtney Love's Lovely Country Opium Emporiums, located in the West Finer Chinatowns. Yum! Opium! So this English guy comes into the post office. Worst setup for a joke ever. Yeah. Uh, True story? Yep. Damn. So he goes, oh, oh, I just had the most wonderful uh, holiday and hanging out at Mount Rainier and stuff like that. And he said, oh, I went and stayed in this town called uh, Enumclaw. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, you know what that's known for? Northwest (laughs) profile number 47. Enumclaw horsefucker. You're one of us. A little different. Yep. So I told him, I was like, yeah, we played a show there once and we'd like clomp in every song. It's like, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
But uh, yeah, so now he has that story to uh, bring back. For those of you who do not live in the uh, western part Animal of, the, husbandry. Uh, of Washington, uh, look up um, Enum Claw Horsefucker. Google that one and don't. It's not a band. And watch I, I, it slowly I don't think, and touch your I, nipple. I don't think it's necessarily not safe for work because I don't think there's any video, but it's a disturbing tale. And it's become part of our our lore. Some of the some of the, some of the pageantry and the uh, of the of the of the dense fabric of uh, you know what what makes this a special place to live. Real is, shit. is the tale of the Enum Claw horse fucker. Well, there was that one uh, ad that somebody took out in the Dickinson Press a few years ago, saying it's like whoever's fucking my horse, please stop oh. east of, east of town. So that must have been your parents. Or no, something. it was it was literally Rex. No, no, no. He, they put up a record. No, that was Rex. Oh, okay. Uh, they they figure uh, they were shoving a camera up the horse's hoo hoo because she had like uh, uh, contusions consistent with something sharp going in there. Yeah, Why? apparently she'd been drugged. I don't know. But no, they, they set up, I think they had up to like a $5,000 reward to catch whoever the fuck was diddling the horses. But yeah, you're not off the mark. Like my dad was helping him try to figure it out. But Is that for fucking real? Yeah. Dude. No, that was like, I think that was happening literally when you guys came out that summer. What the fuck? Yeah, there was somebody going shoving cameras up horse pussies and sedating the horses first because otherwise that's a really great way to get kicked in the yeah, next you week. Yeah, get the shit kicked out of you, yeah. But, well, yeah. I hope somebody actually got the shit kicked out of him. That'd no, be cool. my dad's got this buddy, he's, you know, he's an old cowboy dude and he was talking about he was going out checking on Rex. his horses. Oh, yeah, you met Rex. Yep. But like, um... He's a legit cowboy. Oh, yeah, there's no fucking around. I mean, but either which way, um, you come out and his, his mare's like acting all dopey and kind of drooling and they notice she's like walking funny and, you know, and had the vet check her out and was like, yeah, they're there was somebody out there penetrating horses. <laughs> America. Yep. Fuck no. 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 Sorry. All right. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Besides horse fucking. And, well, we were, we had been talking about. Oh, Hancock is going back to Fort Leavenworth, uh, leaving Custer in charge of the whole operation, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is always a good idea. I should have worn my Fort Leavenworth t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I was just there. Oh, man, now the podcast people are going to be able to see your dope-ass yeah. Fort Leavenworth t-shirt. It has buffalo on it. I didn't what color is it? Brown. Cause all my clothes are brown. Because he has a poop disease. <laughs> Princess diarrhea. <laughs> anyway, so the uh, Indians are back on the warpath, getting their revenge from that burning of that one camp. By June, Custer was ready to go after him again. Custer was always ready to go after him. Uh, in spirit, if not in... Yeah. So they chased him around for one month of just back and forth, a thousand miles, and no major... <laughs> back and yeah. forth, a thousand miles. <laughs> yep. No major fights. The animals gave out. What was that Men fucking deserted. band from Ireland? Oh, uh, the pre... The pretend... No, the... No, the proclaimers. Proclaimers. Yeah. That's the band. And I would chase the... Cheyenne a thousand miles and, and I would chase them five hundred more. Yeah. Just to, Just to be, be the man who chased them a thousand miles. Okay, now we're there. All right, okay. next. Uh, now I can't find my spot. Animals well, uh, gave out and men deserved oh, find your spot, Limp girl. back to Fort Wallace. Yeah, as we were talking about, when he says animals gave out, fucking horses died on them. Like I said, you got to watch how you utilize your horse. Because otherwise, you stop being cavalry and you start being fucking infantry. And you don't want to fucking be infantry on the Great Plains and in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, so the men are uh, kind of walking back to Fort Wallace, and uh, the dog soldiers did uh, happen upon 10 of them. 
carrying a message to Custer, and they killed them all. Including uh, Second Lieutenant Lyman Kidder. Not much joking about that. No. Wait, what's his name? Lyman Kidder. Mm-hmm. Bummer. Yep. Like Sleater, Kenny, Lyman Kidder, Skid Roper. Sliman Kitty? Slimy. I wonder what his, what his family did for a living. Were they all like comedians or what? No. Uh, so by then, all the peacefuls are going south to what the treaty told them to, south of Arkansas. And the fucker-uppers were back up north where all the raiding's going down. Uh, well, if you're going to fuck shit up, you got to be where the fucking up shit territory is. That's yeah. right. Be up where the raiding's going down. Yeah. By the way, raiding was the best. What, from Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Damn no. no. Damn right. Is he the guy with the lampshade on his head? He just likes him because he looks like the dude from Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yes. And he was played by uh, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Christopher Lambert. Fucking Highlander. For some reason. But Chris Lambert is the shit. All right. You know all bad movies? Yes. <laughs> just yes, most, he does. <laughs> just most of them. Uh, so the Kansas rousted up a bunch of volunteers. They did have a small skirmish, but this all kind of added to no, the, Kansas the had- fucker uppery. When Kansas had a bunch of, like, ready-made volunteers from all the bull-bleeding Kansas, let's raid cross between Missouri and Kansas shit going on. So there's all sorts of good guys that were good at drinking and riding and shooting and atrocity and, like, mm-hmm. leftover in Kansas. Uh, let's move ahead to July 20th, 1867. Okay. All the D.C. dumb shits uh, are talking about all this. Who the fuck was president at this time? I can't remember. Was it Grant? Uh, Johnson. Johnson, okay. Johnson. Grant's coming in, what, 1870? I don't fucking know. That's why I asked. I don't know. <laughs> the DC Dungeons fucking... sounds like a, a baseball team, though. <laughs> for sure. Like, definitely. Nah, you know, I'd say a hockey team. Probably hockey team. I would say, like, probably competing well, baseball with the team, but just very minor league. Like, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Like, the guys that play the Globetrotters. Like, yep. They're only worse, yeah. Feel like the uh, uh, idiocracy, uh, like, home team or something. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Senator Doolittle. Wonder what his family did. Talk to animals. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Not much at all. He uh, called for a special commission for these all uh, new treaties, and he wanted to separate the good Indians from the bad or hostile ones, and remove all the ones, all the hostile ones from uh, all the routes going through their own country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that black- sounds actually somewhat reasonable. Like that sounds like a more measure- measured approach. Instead yeah, of just kill them know, all. Looking back, it all seemed like kill them all, but there is still. Some semblance, even though it wasn't rooted in reality at all. Yeah. It just, you know. I'm going to just say this. Not that it helped at all, but. I'm going to bring this up just once, so when the genocide actually goes down, I will be uh, spoken of as saying it. Uh, well, I don't think everybody's for genocide just because it's a lot more work that way. Yeah. Yeah. They're just more happy just to take it without getting their hands dirty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, Black Kettle was still for peace at this time, even though he shouldn't have been. Yeah. Uh, he only had to sway for a few. Still well, still with the Comic Sans. Yes, I know. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I, I just took a, a peek at his laptop. It's the old Comic Sans. It's always, a, it's always printed out binder paper in Comic Sans. But now it's just... He's now going, it's just on a laptop. He's gone full on he digital. Skipped, he, skipped, he skipped the printer and just is reading comics and whatever. <laughs> Fucking go, go, man. Go. I could change him right now if nope. you want. Nope. You be you. Mm, yeah, that's what the priest said. 
So he didn't you only suck it or bite it or what? <laughs> hey man, just do you're just you a do. tease. <laughs> just you be you. <laughs> Went to Catholic school in Dick Inson, North Dakota, and yep. never got molested, as far as I remember. Good anyway. for you, man. But yeah. that didn't say that about the horse. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we got to say hi to Ben Hyman since he's the the horse expert. Hi, man. Yeah. Yep. Why is he a horse expert? Uh, just for inseminating and back at the stockyards. I didn't know he had to do that. I know he caught a guy fucking a sheep one time at the stockyards. What? Yeah. He ben Hyman? A guy? Yeah. When he was working down at, uh, what, stock? Or he wasn't at Stockman's. He was at uh, Western. Or which one of the Chanel zone? I don't know. But, like, he was at the one of them, and he was, like, doing nightly rounds, like, making sure gates are closed, and there was... A, Disturbance in the sheep pen. All right, this is episode. <laughs> this is episode thirteen. I I learned who Ben Hyman was maybe three episodes ago. It is a guy that these guys know yeah. from Dickinson, North Carolina. Well, I actually was at when he I was actually a... caught a guy fucking a sheep. Fucking a sheep. Yep. When he was in high school, did yep. he give him a high five? No, he ran away quite quickly, as mm. one would imagine. How old was the sheep? <laughs> I don't know. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been legal. Well, next time we'll <laughs> next time we'll get because uh, it's it's past. Only raise eighteen year old cheap. It's past time in his bedtime right now because he's out in Colorado. But next mm-hmm. time we'll uh, we'll text him and we'll ask him about it. Because <laughs> we would we would just Skype him in like we do with Andy, but none of you'd be able to understand what the fuck he's saying. Cause yeah, he's worse than I am. He's really so. hard to understand in a lot of, especially uh, yeah, I'd say over Skype that would be ridiculous. Oh, poopies. All right. Cool. Uh, more treaty talks in uh, Medicine Lodge Creek, Kansas. Uh, George Bent was there trying to help the peace negotiations, but he was also at Sand Creek and um, saw the seventh there too. Uh, the, they showed up with the Gatling guns. That yep. was a sure sh- sign of peace, right there. Yeah, if you show up with a bunch of fucking mower downers there. Well, here's the here's the stupid part: is they had the Gatling guns to go up against Black Kettle's people. But they left him behind when they were going after, you know, Sitting Bull and the whole, like, what ended up being the Little Bighorn. They left that shit to Fort Abraham Lincoln because they didn't figure they could move fast enough. With them. But, you know, the ones that are, like, you're actually expecting to put up a fight. Well, that's the thing is they didn't expect them to put up a fight, I guess. But These are weapons of peace. Yeah. We are the Peace Corps. Yeah, that, the Gatling gun was, what, invented by some doctor that wanted to... Uh... Uh, less death. I somehow thought that was what? actually the. Ma- I think I thought that was the Maxim <laughs> gun in World or War. Or maybe II. yeah, that was it. Or like, but uh, yeah, I, I know what I know what you're kind of referring to, but like, will I don't think it was actually the Gatling. Gun. Please ramble on. Oh, as, okay. As Bo looks up, if that's a fucking true statement or not. Yeah, I'll figure it out. So the government gave or permanently removed. The Indians to two reservations in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. one for the Kiowas and Comanche, one for the Cheyenne Arapaho. So their territory a... was cut in half again. Why do you always say Arapaho? It's Arapaho. Well, I didn't want to be like. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> so their territory was cut in half again. This is kind of keeping them between the Arkansas and the Cimarron, which is the uh, northern border of Texas. There, Tejas. And uh, the Cheyenne really didn't give two fucks for all this, too. Uh, also, no harassment on all these trails cutting through. 
they'd give uh, oh they would give them some schooling some schooling money and schooling money. Uh, that must have been autocorrected. Uh, <laughs> to well, while you're figuring that out, okay, I did I'll find cut it. This out. I did actually find it. Like, yeah, Doctor Richard Gatling in 1861. Doctor Richard Gatling. Yeah, that's why it's called a Gatling gun. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. But uh, um, in 1861, so I mean, and it was patented in 62, so that shit was cutting fucking edge. Son of a bitch. By that time, that well, was could you imagine bad. somebody going like seeing that and being like, uh, yeah. Like, or in a lot of cases, if you don't know what you're looking at, it's like, well, that looks like a wagon with a bunch of pipes and a crank on it. What the fuck is that? You know, if you haven't seen it in action, you're like, eh, what is that? True you know? that. But, but damn. let me get back to Will's thing is uh, he was talking about uh, he wrote that he created it to reduce the size of armies and so reduce the number of deaths by combat and disease and to show how futile war is. <laughs> and so what we did, we took the lessons from Dr. Gatling and now in the modern age, we have what's called the minigun, which is basically the same thing, only it fires like up to like, I want to say like 2,000 rounds a minute. You know, like the straight up like Jesse Ventura Predator shit, except for you can't actually hold it in your hands. Mm. But, you know, so yeah, that backfired pretty heavily. Also, the, the main gun on an A-10 Warthog is a 30, uh, 30 millimeter version of that called the Avenger Cannon. Yeah, and the atomic bomb will probably make less people in the world, so yeah. you don't have to probably worry about fighting. There's probably less army people, right? Yeah. After it goes off, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until then. Anyway, hey, sorry about cool. that. We're back. <laughs> so uh, after uh, signing this another treaty, uh, of course the legalese on these treaties would be hard enough for like a common white honky that could actually read. Yeah. Let alone somebody who doesn't speak the language. Or, or have any concept of concept being of able to own land. Only, yeah. <laughs> That's always a big thing. We're going to grant you this land. It's like, how, how is it that you have power to grant me land? Yeah. Because the land is the land. It's everybody's yeah. land. We, you know, we're not dicks earth. or anything. How, Fuck you. Me, how do you give me earth? How do you it's give me something here. I already have? Yeah. yeah. That was a lot of... Uh, cool. Thanks, dickhole. I'm going to go over there and fuck my wife and... Fucking kill a buffalo. Yeah. That sounds like a Smoke the peace pipe. Sounds like a dream job. Mm -hmm. Fucking A, man. <laughs> so after another signing, they give out uh, some more presents, including ammo for hunting, which yeah. is always a good thing. Especially when you don't have any buffalo to hunt with that ammo. And yeah, like 2,000, uh, they gave rounds to like 2,000 Cheyenne and, uh, or 2,000 rounds to uh, 500 warriors. Which is not actually... That's not a lot you, of rounds. Yeah. That's over two rounds of warrior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it four rounds of warrior? Okay, four Yeah, rounds. I was going to say four. Yeah. It's over two, like I said. Yeah. All right, carry on. So by the time they get this ratified in Congress, uh, like a year later, the the Washington or the Washita already happened. Like uh, oh. actually two months after all so this. So while they're negotiating <laughs> this new treaty, like the the quote-unquote battle we're about to talk about it already happened this is the, what the treaty that uh, was actually it was ratified in uh, july 25th proclaimed in august 19th and then the washita happened in november 27th oh i thought you said it had already happened i was getting ahead of myself god damn it <laughs> it already happened in his comic sans notebook yeah yeah well yeah. i don't you just yeah whatever keep going so it uh, actually actually what happened was 
the treaty uh, did not uh, address the, all the intertribal warfare. So yeah, because the Kiowa really, really didn't like the Cheyenne. And, nope. Yeah, and also the Osage didn't like anybody. Weird, a broad swathing law that didn't uh, apply to everyone. Apply to everyone, or take into account that you know there was uh, like wholesale more than one money. one tribe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all the same, you know. I see that. I say that facetiously. Yeah. So this kind of turned into open warfare in all of Kansas. Again. Yep. And liquor was getting to the Cheyenne at that point, too. So their promise of rifle and ammo were not coming at all. So open they're drunken getting, warfare. Mm. Or they're getting drunk and you know, their promises were getting fulfilled either. So that never, nothing goes wrong then. No, no. If you're drunk and you're not getting fulfilled, that's how, that's how divorce starts. Yep. Yeah. Honestly. Then uh, fall kind of comes around, so that kind of all winds down for that 1867. January 1868, it kind of ramps up again. Are we Now are we at Sheridan's winter campaign? Almost. Damn it! <laughs> Trying to paint a picture with my dick. It's still fall. It's fine point. Painter light. Anyway. There are no mistakes. Nope. It's just uh, happy. The Cheyenne Arapaho are on their way to raid the Utes, and they stopped by a station at the Cimarron Crossing. They demanded entrance, but were denied, so they pilfered a wagon train, and uh, so that kind of throws more gas on the fire. Can there, we too. come in here? No. No. Well, fuck you. We're going to go rob some shit. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the wagon, dickhead. <laughs> so, uh, Wincoop, he was uh, still trying to work for peace. Uh, the, the Cheyenne said they would... Uh, they would, after they're done attacking their enemies, they would be <laughs> as for all peace. As soon as we're done killing everybody, then we'll talk about peace. Yeah. Uh, the Union Pacific was building a railroad up the Republican River there in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. They asked for troops for protection that gave, you know, more, more, this is all more gas on the fire that we yeah. come to. Uh, so they did, and then the stage route to Colorado, they kind of had to protect that too. Uh, and then Hancock was replaced by uh, Sheridan in that, uh, actually, the late 67. Yeah. So that was a little son of a bitch that didn't really give a fuck. And he well, was like I said, Phil Sheridan was one of the guys. Total war, total kind of asshole. Total too. motherfucking war. Hey, I will say this about him and William Tecumseh Sherman. They made some great hotels. They were motherfucking effective. Oh. Were sorry. they tactics brutal and unnecessarily so? Very likely. But they were fucking effective, much unlike a lot of other people. Hey, man, everywhere we take out a tribe, we build a Sheridan Hotel oh. with the name of no. the tribe. Sh- it's totally fine. Sheridan, not Sheraton. Oh. No. <laughs> Sheridan, like the slight tank. There's a Sherman tank. There also was a Sheridan tank. Oh, gotcha. Sheridan. Or... What? General Holiday Inn. General Motel 6. Yeah. <laughs> Colonel Radisson. So, uh, we'll most... leave a light on for you, motherfucker. <laughs> Come at us. Jesus. Calm down. Just overturned a table and started a piss fire over there. Piss fire? Oh, yeah. dude, if my piss is flammable, you best believe I'll be selling it <laughs> to the U.S. government. Napalm piss. <laughs> Um, Why do they keep calling me that? Sounds like a kid show. <laughs> Johnny Napalm piss. 
That's something lost in the translation there from, from uh, anime. Uh, Most of the spring, next. it was calm till an unknown tribe accosted settlers on Big Creek, taking food and clothes. The Reparos were suspected. Uh, two settlers were later killed by either the Cheyenne or Osages. So that probably, you know, if they were captive, taken captive by the Cheyenne or the Osages, you probably were were uh you know probably had the wrong tribe at that point right unless they were given away as gifts parting yeah. gifts well and as this was already getting to where like the osages were helping out the army anyway yeah because they were basically fighting everybody else so you know it was kind of like the crow uh during little big horns like yeah yeah if he had enough enemies you kind of became friends of the whitey yeah yeah, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the Indian scouts that the army would employ, pretty much would hang out and tolerate with the army because they were trying to send them after their tribal enemies. So let's say the Osages don't like the oh, Cheyenne. So they're using the U.S. military as a weapon. Well, like, and, and we're cool, right? And they might, cool. and, they, those guys and they might maybe find a thing where it's like, well, we can clearly tell that the Comanche did this, yeah. but we're cool with the Comanche. But we're going to tell the soldiers right, right. that the Cheyenne did this. <laughs> And fuck the Cheyenne, go get them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this brings us to summer, June third. Uh, God, it's, it's such a fucking. It's it's a, a reality TV show. Is all this? It's it's straight up like Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Except for you're trying to survive. Yeah, and, and not it's just Survivor, but with and like not just trying death. to pick up sticks with your butt cheeks and run them across the finish <laughs> oh, line or whatever they do on that yeah. show. Could you imagine if Survivor like? If you don't make it, you just die. That would be a more appropriate yeah, name that's show. Like real <laughs> like, I always figured they should America. put Survivor in North Dakota in fucking February. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see how they like it then. Here's the travel challenge. Like, see if you can have your fingers not fall off due to frostbite. <laughs> fucking two hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, summer, June 3rd, 200 Cheyenne led by Little Robe appeared at the Council Grove, Kansas. That is 25 miles southeast of Fort Riley. Little robe. She sounds hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very little robe. of the robe. Uh, they were brandishing Navy revolvers and bows and arrows and had some cavalry sabers and kind of like... I like how they're very specific. the townsfolk. I like how they're very specific they were Navy revolvers. Well, yeah, who else had Probably revolvers? Probably just revolvers, the, but The fucking was, army? Whoever's reporting was just like, oh, about the Air Force? Well, here, here's the Navy di- revolvers uh, in the Midwest. Well, I'll tell they you, must have been. no, no, here's the difference, because you would carry Navy revolvers. The difference is why I pointed out, Navy revolvers was, what, 36 caliber, and Army revolvers was 45 caliber. Okay. What or about four, Actually, at that time, 44, probably. Be like 44. What Army revolvers are much bigger and scarier. I guess, but they kind of look the same. I, I'm just saying it's an oddly specific thing to bitch about. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're just like, they're Navy revolvers. They're they're Navy, wa- the Navy did this. They're waving around the smaller, less effective pistols. The Navy were the ones that like dropped this shit with... with like, oh, we'd, con- we, we'd constantly be arming like different tribes to fuck up other tribes anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's a thing that we would do. But anyway. Anyway. Uh, so they were kind of riding around, uh, scaring the townsfolk. Uh, after about two hours, they decided to attack the agency building, but they were repulsed uh, by Caw or Kansas warriors. Uh, minimal casualties. By what? Kansas. Caw Indians. Caw? I had to look that up, too. It was just I've, a different way from 
something. Kansas. Oh. Kansas. Ka. 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 Ka talk. Oh, God. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Click. Or clack. Whichever one you uh, It was uh, Tom. Tom. Was he clack or click? or suck. I don't, I, I don't think they ever <laughs> no, they actually differentiated did. which one was which, but yeah. Rest in peace, click. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or some 40s out. Or clack. Or clack. Anyway, mi- minimal casualties on that one, but uh, the Cheyenne said they wanted their scalps back at the at the cause that they were taking last year. But the cause wouldn't talk to him, and uh, Little Rope said he would be back with some reinforcements. What do you mean? They just took all the scalps they had saved up? Yeah. He's like, we want those scalps back. So that was like a commodity? <laughs> we're going to be back for them. Okay. But they're like, no, we're not talking to you. No that's way. Gr- and that's gross. That's a long time. Well, yeah. it'd be beef jerky by then. Oh, you could eat them? Yeah. I mean, you can eat anything, I guess. But <laughs> If you ain't a pussy, do it. Mmm, scalp. Mmm. <laughs> oh, fuck, this one's got dinner for it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Extra protein. So on the way out, they robbed some settlers and killed some beeves. Uh, I always like saying beeves now since I see that so many yeah. times instead of actual beefs. cattle or cattle. Yeah, beeves. Oh, I thought I was like, uh, killed some beeves, like had sex with ladies, or like killed some beeves, like killed some beavers. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, man, what are you doing this weekend? I don't know. I'm going to have some brews, kill some beeves. Yo, yo. Smoke some Wait, what, what did it actually mean? Killing beefs. Beef. Like in plural, oh, plural of beef. Beefs. Beeves. Got the it. Plural is B E E V E S. Got yeah. it. They did that because they couldn't find any game because Honky was there. Yeah. Imagine and that. Cow is kind of like a buffalo. Yeah, almost. Kind of. But they, uh, when they get to uh, Fort Harker down the road, they said they actually came in and said, hey, we had to kill <laughs> some. Fort Harker? <laughs> That's exactly Fort I, Fort Harker. I heard. Fart Harker. I, I heard Fart Harker. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm dyslexic when I drink. Fart worker. Oh, shit. I'm a superhero. What's your name? Fart Fart worker. Stay away, dude. Nope. Get the hard fucking pass. Get out. Walk away. What's her her superpower? (laughs) Can't you guess? If you fart in front of me, I barf on you. Or I thought maybe at the same time, or maybe you fart out barf. Oh, that's good too. Wow, that's how Superman flew anyway. He just fucking farted his way in. You have clearly never seen. You have not seen zombie ass because that's what the heroine of of, the dead. That is what the heroine of that show does. Uh, What what is her schedule like? uh, Fart access jet. Yeah, fart access jet. She. uh, It's a Japanese movie called uh, Zombie Ass. Zombie Ass. Toilet of the Dead. And there's and a bunch of shit zombies that f- roam around and is not a thing you want to watch while you're eating. There's a girl that has a farting eating. problem and is made fun of, but then she uses her farting problem to propel herself into the air and versus the butt monsters fight a butt of uh, the butt queen. parasite monsters. It's a butt butt parasite queen. Yep. Can't believe you haven't seen this. It's really quite good. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Is it on the Lifetime Movie Channel? Yeah, uh, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was made for oxygen myself. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so anyway, back, back to Fart Horker. 
Yeah, they killed. <laughs> they actually went into the fort and said, "Hey, we had to kill these cattle because there's no game left." Oh man! And uh, also, uh, passengers on trains, since they got a new railroad through there, they would shoot at the Cheyenne as they passed by. Oh, much like they would do to the buffalo. Yeah, because once again, reinforcing that white people did not consider the Indians human at all. No. Well, that brought it down to a standstill. Yeah. Uh, Sherman you wrote to water sh- garbage and you did. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'd be I like, just had a, had a song brewing in me. It'd be like, you know, if you're on the D-line and you just like, we're shooting at, I don't pick something, but I'm, I'm going to ride the D-line and shoot at all. Oh, yeah, people that hang out at uh, Starbucks. Uh, Sherman wrote to Sheridan, quote, we must try not to inaugurate a war. For the longer it can be deferred, the better for us. Of course, it will come in the end, unquote. Yeah. So they knew it was coming. And well, it just... and Sherman was kind of a pessimist about shit anyway. I mean, he was, well, I wouldn't call him a pessimist. He was a pragmatist. He was like, nope, they're not going to goddamn surrender. And eventually, you know, but at least he tried to make it look like it wasn't, you know, tried to kill the lily a little uh, bit. Yeah. And the end of it is uh, if they resort to acts of war, you have no alternative but to punish them as a whole tribe. What the fuck? Yeah. Yep. Well, like I said, not super progressive, <clears throat> but this is also a guy that used that um, very effectively against the South. You know, you could be a civilian in a southern city and they're going to just burn your fucking house and take all your shit and yeah. shoot your cow. So it worked before. Why not try Steal to get Steal all right. your Larry the Cable Guy DVDs, too. Yeah. And all your cold beer. Woof. Right, if you're a Bernie bro, they just burn your house down, all of their houses down, and then there won't be any Bernie bros left. Okay. No, I'm just saying it's the <laughs> same same fucking idea. I guess. You just, like, pick a person. Yeah, yeah, pick yeah. Pick a type of person, and then you just, like, fuck up all their shit. Right. But this is more like, you know, combatant, yeah. non-combatant, don't give a right, fuck. Right, right, right. Yeah. But anyway. Do it to the South, do it to the fucking, you know, whoever. Yeah. Whoever you're against. Yep. So we're getting to August now. Uh, Wincoop gave them their weapons and ammo to hunt because he's the actual only nice white honky around. I'm now literally picturing like Mr. Rogers handing out like Sharps rifles. He's a mm-hmm. nice white honky. Yeah. Hello, neighbor. Here's a 45 50 <laughs> Sharps. <laughs> so he gives them a bunch of pistols and a bunch of pistols, but only eight rifles. Yeah, Some powder and lead and caps Pistols and stuff. are great for hunting with. Yeah. And the next day along the Saline River in Kansas, a settler fired on some of the dog soldiers. Which is a terrible Who were out looking for food. Uh, in luck, response, they captured uh, a white woman, took her to their camp, but uh, they later took her home, which was nice. And they moved the next day, reached the North Fork of the Solomon, and the whiteies fired at them again. Uh, they avoided this party and then attacked a nearby settlement out of revenge. And, of course, the cavalry followed and kind of dispersed them. Yeah. And basically, this was a bit going on the last year, more or less. It's kind of all this back and forth. You want to take a break real quick? Yeah, let's take a break real quick. All right. Seems like we got nothing but shitty ass luck. Let's hear some number tale about the West was fucked. The following is a message from your local sheriff. Try full of brew and get turned to glue. Warning! Extra DUI marshal patrols are out now in the cowboy towns of Abilene and Dodge City. 
So find yourself a designated driver if you plan on having fun this holiday weekend. So do not let your horse get drunk. Drunk horse driving is drunk driving. So drive brood, get turned to glue. Paid for 3M Horse Glue Corporation. Well, so basically, we're, we're going to try to condense this a little bit because Will did a really good job of taking a bunch of notes that pretty much can be summarized by like, okay, sign a treaty. Treaty doesn't get um, honored, uh, so do reprisal attacks or just raid shit because you aren't getting the food and stuff that you need or doing stuff. So then the cavalry comes and does reprisal against against maybe the people that committed the crime or maybe just some whatever Indian they could find. Uh, and then they burn down the camp, which causes more reprisals. Then somebody else writes another treaty. Yeah, rinse and, rinse and repeat. Yeah, yeah. Over so, and over. So basically, over. we could do a lot more of that, but we noticed that it's getting long in the tooth. So yeah, that shit goes on for how long? Like about a year? Oh, it's already, Almost, it's already yeah. been a couple years. Yep. And uh, so they figured out that uh, winter would be the time to catch them all grouped together. Yup. Yup. And that wasn't a common thing for the military to want to go out in winter in those days. It's not like they had fucking Gore-Tex boots and, you know, it was a really good way to lose a bunch of guys to frostbite and illness, but... They didn't care. Yeah. And it also <laughs> will give you a tactical advantage over your people you're trying to fight. Yeah. They're not stupid enough to do that. Yeah. They kind of hole up. They've been uh, saving up buffalo meat and stuff and, you know, getting ready for uh, sucking for the winter and... Yeah. And that was their expecting time Expecting not to have to move. Tell... Fish stories and stuff like that. Yeah. Tell fish stories. They One being, time we went they and saw being who? the natives. Oh, gotcha. Yep. Making sure. It's not like telling fish stories. Yeah, this one time, man, we went to Red Rocks and saw fish. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, so you want to start singing Gary Owen like you were in the shitter? Oh, I fucking lost it. Oh. Yeah, full disclosure, I am a former like cavalry dude, so I have a mixed relation. I I, I love that song because of like the esprit de corps because we'd play it at all our stuff. But I hate that song because kind of what it represents. And but, it's uh, a hate crime too now, more or less. Kind of. If well, you're if you're a Cheyenne, anyway. Well, the original song was like a fucking drinking song about like choking gooses and breaking like windows and beating up cops. Sounds like a poop attack song. Kind of. Yeah. But it was Custer's favorite. Fuck but he's later been co-opted by the rest of the cavalry. So uh, what they do is uh, find a trail leading to Black Kettle's village on the Washita River. Right. And upriver, there's a bunch of other encampments. It's similar setup to Sand Creek, wasn't it? Where library's kind of like a little bit spread out. Yeah. 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 And um, they didn't know if it was just... Uh, Soldiers coming back to dog soldiers coming back to reclaim it, or just people coming through the camp that didn't even stay there. So, right. Either way, none of those people really had much of a uh, of the raiding going on. Most of them were peaceful. Yeah, well, a lot of them were children, elderly, and you know, 
not even the type of people that would be raiding even if they were inclined to. Yep. So we're in the middle of the winter, and uh, they uh, surround the camp at uh, in the middle of the night, and then at dawn, they attack. Actually, I, I read, like, pre-dawn. Pre-dawn, yeah. Well, They attack? Yeah. Hard tack's pretty good if you, if you put butter on it. You know what I'm saying? Well, like you say, when they, uh, when they attack, I forgot the name of the guy. Okay, let's see. Well, apparently it was Foggy. Okay. So the yeah, his name it was foggy. It was, no, the the the, the weather foggy. the weather was foggy. The night was wet, and it's just as the sun is coming up. And it was just as the sun was coming up. Yep, the uh, fog was rising. The seventh, the, there the were seventh, nothing but children and women running around, and men in wheelchairs. I don't know about the wheelchairs, but otherwise you're more or less accurate. Um, but either which way, like uh, everybody was. And there were bats everywhere, but the bats were walking around. On crutches. <laughs> on crutches. The, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry. Either which way, um, basically... Drinking from that lead-lined can. Basically, the way it went down is they were approaching the camp, and, you know, they're making a little bit of noise, but, you know, normally you get the tromping of hooves. Well, there's snow, so it's a little quieter. And, you know, when it's cold, you know how it is when it's fucking cold. You don't want to roll out of your bed. Fuck no. And so these people... I don't want to do that in the hot weather. But one guy did roll out of his bed, and then he's like, holy shit, there's fucking soldiers. And he, like, shot at them, which got everybody kind of woken up. And that caused Custer to just have his band start playing. Because he had a fucking band with him. So you're going to attack the fucking village. Custer rolled up, and this dude rolls out of bed and goes like, oh shit, Custer. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. And And he fires off a shot. He like shoots like not. He, fire, he fires the shot because there's like a bunch of assholes and oh yeah he, he in in like military gear like oh yeah and he knows why they're there they're not coming to be friendly at sun up you know like yeah. and, and right. he knew the rest of the village was like he could have went locked on the next TP over <laughs> nah fuck but it's like boom like so yep. it's bucking off so like well Custer knowing now that he's lost the element of surprise instructs the band to start playing because you know that's how you do is when you attack. Something with the military. You always have a fucking band in tow. Which he did. With a full, like, brass ensemble and shit. Mad Max. And it's, like, the middle of winter, so these guys are, like, have their lips freezing to their fucking... And there's a like, ska band, like... Kind of. Except for they're playing that Irish... Yeah, kind of. Just, like, blasted in the fucking background while people are, like... Yeah, yeah. Except for it's actually that little Irish jig I was, like... Fucking whistling before that. It's, it's more like that. Oh, so Flog and Molly's there. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're playing like a, a fucking trumpet and your lips are freezing to your fucking mouthpiece because it's, you know. <sighs> Americans are the worst. Yeah. And they get shot in the arrow with a dick or dick with the arrow. Or you get shot in the arrow with, with a dick. dick. Where'd this dick come from? Oh, my arrow. Oh, oh, no. I guess I'll throw this arrow away. Next arrow. Yep. Yep. Anyway, so that's how the attack started. Yep. So whether... Damn, there was fucking background music for that shit? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was like the jock jams and stuff. I don't know that he had it with him in this campaign, but he's pretty famous for traveling with like a menagerie of animals, too, because he'd go out and like catch bobcats and shit. Yeah, and he like had pelicans, one in his basement. and he'd like have cages and just have guys carrying that when they were out on campaign, like chasing Indians around. He's like catching animals for his own little private zoo and shit, and he'd have those along too. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? That's just some normal shit, you know. Yeah. Mm. 
<laughs> hey, let's go chase the Sioux. By the way, have you seen my badger? You know? <laughs> no, really. It escaped from the yeah, cage, yeah. and I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'll see right if now. I can find There's a picture in one of these with uh, Custer sitting by his pelican with some of his hunting dogs. I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> yeah, at Fort Lincoln, they have a bobcat downstairs. <laughs> Just locked in the cellar. Just like locked the, in the cellar. Like a live like one? Yeah. Right now? Not no, right not now. Right. It's oh, stuffed back right then. now. Yeah. Okay, back then. Okay. Fucking Jesus. Fucking Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I left some like cowboy poetry there. Like that's some, five that's years some ago. garbage. That's some garbage human being shit where you like roll up or some like, you know, you like. I'm so privileged. I yeah, I, I have a fucking zoo and, and a band. <laughs> when I roll up to murder you and your entire yeah, fucking community, it's at least pretty. It's, it's, it's at least pretty cocky, which is ends up what gets him killed like later on. But. It's the whole honky fucking Bible thing. You have dominion over beast and what the fuck? I everything. never knew oh, that about that. Here's guy. a nice painting of uh, Sheridan and uh, Custer telling uh, the Kiowa to like they got to go to the res. Over and, they, and they did. No, man, over there. Yeah, yeah. That way? No, That's... man, over there. All right, we're getting what close. What fucking coast. scumbags? What am I... Oh. Oh, yeah, here we go. What? Yeah, it's Custer's Pelican with his dogs, and he's just coming out of his tent. There's a grizzly who shot. Is that like the what? rusty nail or it's just, it's just rusty trombone? Just a fucking random pelican chilling in the... Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, that's a photograph. It's there. That's like uh, on the Kansas plane, Guster relaxes with three of his hounds. Partly visible at the far right is a pelican he captured on the Arkansas River in 1868. So the pelican was actually probably with them. Wow. Oh, yeah, the pelican girl. probably fucking killed a few people. He, he kept... And then I'm going to eat your pussy, and then I'm going to give you the Guster <laughs> pelican. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, What's that? Well, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Well, apparently, it's when you keep it as a pet for a while and then send it to the Autobot Society. Never mind. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Oh yeah, he, the only other animal he gave up voluntarily was a wildcat that Libby finally made him move to the zoo, which I believe is the wildcat that you were talking about. That was who the fuck Brandon. is Libby? His wife. Oh, when we talk more about Custer, you're going to learn all the sorts of fucked up things about Why him. Why the fuck was she not more forefront in his life telling uh, him to do the right thing? Well, he would, no. He, no, he would desert all the time to go hang out with her. That's Libby. Dress, or actually, no, that's their fucking friend. Uh, Where's Libby? No, uh, he got court-martialed this previous year. For desertion. For desertion, for going back to f- do some fucking. Yeah. He well, left. He a- had his Indian rape victims. <laughs> He was trying to put a nice uh, spin on okay, it, but this yeah, it's not, there's no real no. good. <laughs> next. <This is> like, <laughs> it's like next. We will we will attack this later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't just do Custer in all one fell swoop. But we're going to talk about the band and the Pelicans and now the massacre slash battle. Yeah, so fire up Gary Owen and Jock Jams and they storm the village. <laughs> Shooting into the TPs and uh, many scrambled out unarmed. Of course, uh, Custer led the bigger battalion. His black stallion crashing through the river. He fired Ooh. at one Indian while trampling another. Oh wow, efficiency! Yeah. Then after that, he takes a position on a small hill and just kind of watches the battle. Oh, you know what a hero! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just 
soldiers, uh, they kind of burst, you know, when you're that close, you're using pistols and stuff like that. Yeah. If it's easy, easy prey like that, I guess. I don't know. Well, and actually, well, like I said, when, when you got cavalry, uh, when they use their rifles, they don't generally fire mounted. They'll, they'll fight as like, uh, dragoons or, or, you know, kind of mounted skirmishers, which means if you're going to use rifles, you're going to stop and a couple guys per rank, their job is to hold horses. Everybody else forms a skirmish line and just like lines up and shoots. You're not going to be trying to shoot one of these fucking rifles from the back of your horse. So yeah, if they were riding through there, they'd definitely be using their pistols. So one of the two officers killed, uh, Captain Hamilton, which was uh, what Alexander Hamilton's grandson. Uh, I thought it was or grand nephew, one or the other. One of those, yeah. He was uh, hearing uh, heard to say, "Keep cool, fire low, and not too rapidly." Then a Cheyenne bullet knocked him dead from the saddle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least he was, like, giving some good life lessons to his guys. Yeah, well, I I think the Cheyenne hurt him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like somebody speaking English. Let's shoot over there. Because the other way was still pretty dark. Oh, also, the uh, the Osage scouts that, like, led them to there, they sat and hung out behind the uh, Guidon bear and the bugler. They didn't want to get confused with... Yeah, Cheyenne and get shot by their own soldiers. Because, <laughs> well, as you recall from Sand Creek, a lot of the uh, U.S. casualties sustained were from U.S. soldiers just shooting each other. Because they, th- they thought they were like Native Americans. No, it's more like because there's a Native American in the middle, and like two guys are shooting at him from the opposite sides, and they just end up shooting each other. Because you know good. they're so their bloodlust is so uh, good. Yeah. Once you once you get that hate boner going, yeah. Yeah. Just clouds your judgment. It's yep. the old case of uh, Ninja Three. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Ninja Three: uh, Total Domination. Uh, no, Ninja Three: Domination is the name of the movie, where uh, the ninja runs amok in a golf course in the, in the <sighs> cold open, and then he uh, jumps out of a palm front uh, palm tree. Right, and all those cops come, and all the cops come, and they circle him. In a circle, and everybody's got. Like, oh, and there's like literally, eight. there's like there's like ten or twelve fucking yeah. cops, just like shotguns, un- pistols, shotguns, pistols, every kind of gun you can probably possibly imagine in a. I'm gonna say a twenty foot circle, if that, if at that, each other, with a ninja in the middle, with a ninja in the middle, and the ninja still gets away. Yep, and all the and cops none get of the shot. Cops die. Cause it's well, they die. Ninja. They die after. I thought the ninja killed well, they, some they, of them. Fuck it. He fucks them all up for yeah. sure. Eventually, but they don't die there. Yeah. Anyway, how, how come they don't? They all they all lift their sunglasses up. Yeah, and look take confused. Their, take their cigars out and go. Huh? Oh, I forgot about the guy smoking a cigar while he's shooting at. Oh, yeah. that dude. He comes up again later, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's another one to watch after you're done with zombie ass. <laughs> Toilet of the dead. Yeah. yeah. Ninja three domination. Okay. Sure. Anyways, fire low, and then Hamilton gets shot out of the saddle. Yes. And then? Uh, since you were saying that uh, when the Cheyenne was nice enough to shoot before they all, all were 100% in, uh, so that means they left a gap open to the east, which most of the Cheyenne escaped never from. Never leave a gap open to the east. Nope. Never. Is that the one that Black Kettle and his wife tried to get through? They tried, and they both mounted a single pony, and when they reached the water, they were both uh, shot. shot. So, Black Kettle, Ow. after... This is the... Well, the, 
Yeah, the the part of the sequel where you flash back to the first movie. Yeah, so like the guy that was trying to get everybody to have peace and like, okay, we'll move to Sand Creek, but Shivington goes kill him anyway. Yeah, we're good. And this this guy has been trying this whole time, like, no, everybody settle down, stop raiding the whites, and like blah blah blah. Well, he's getting attacked again. Him and his wife jump on a horse. They're trying to get the fuck out of there. Get shot in the back. Now they're dead. Nice. So. So the Cheyenne do fight Feel back. Feel that, America, you fucking cunts. Yeah. I just hope you're happy. Uh, the uh, fight back is the best, best they could, the Cheyenne. Um, within minutes, the soldiers controlled the whole camp, and they were rooting people out of their hiding places. So even one group tried to book it across country, and they were shot down. Uh, one scout brought this to Custer's attention. This is uh, the difference between Custer and Shivington. Not that there's a great difference. Yeah. He ordered it stopped, and according to his uh, buddy Ben Clark, most of the killing of the children and mutilation were done by the Osages. Yeah. But Cusser didn't order a wholesale slaughter of everybody. Yeah, but he also didn't do a lot to stop the Osages from no. continuing. So where's the where's the bit where uh, the guy uh, a brevet or a coffin? What 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 part are we at there? Oh, that would be that uh, Gen, uh, not General Elliot, Elliot. Yeah, he's a, ma- a major. Major. Yeah. yeah. So he takes 16 troops and went after a few people escaping through that hole that was left. Yeah. And uh, he shouted before leaving, here goes for a brevet or for a coffin. And a brevet is basically, okay, you know, a lot of times people talk about uh, Custer as being a general. He never was. A real general, a brevet general, is kind of like a temporary, like placeholder rank. And he got he got, well shit. He got his brevet colonel, I believe, in the like, the Civil War, because you know people were di- officers Wait, and shit were so dying. So it's like vice president. Somebody dies, and you have to fill uh, the gap. Yeah, and then eventually, like basically, if you get sent back to peacetime, they probably shit you de- back down to your regular rank, right, unless you actually you. earn it. Yeah, because like uh, he was like what at the, even that little bighorn, he was still only an actually a colonel, wasn't he? Yep. But he was like, but he was, a he major, was just there. But he was like happened. a two. But he was a two-star general, right. in like pay grade. But that he didn't actually earn it yet. Oh. If that makes any sense, he's kind of like assistant to the regional I do not manager. Understand the military? It doesn't. Well, make they don't do shit sense. like that anymore. I mean, that this was back when you could go from fucking being a private. Actually, the guy that we're about to talk about, he went from fucking being a private to being like a fucking major in what like two years in the civil fucking war. Yeah, he was well known because he was a dumbass and fucking just ran into shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and well, you had pussies like McClone that basically stalled it for two years by not attacking. Yeah, yeah. He was looked at as as a McClellan, and then Burnside tries to. Oh well, I will succeed, or and then he fucks everything up too. So, yeah. yeah, that's why Grant got his shot from being a drunk asshole in the West. But- yeah. Anyway. But either which way, this guy is chasing some fucking escaping uh, uh, Cheyenne with a group of, what do you say, 19 dudes? Uh, not too many because it was two and a half miles down river where he, uh, oh, uh, 16, 16, 16 other dudes. dudes. And they all tried to hide in the tall grass, but the wires kind of cl- closed in. And uh, this is all out of sight from the rest of the battle. Well, though. here's, here's kind of like what happened is they're chasing this group of people. When, like we said, there's other Indian encampments up the river. With hundreds and hundreds of more warriors. And so they've been hearing some shooting going on for a while. So they've at this point gotten up, 
gotten on their horses, grabbed up their fucking weaponry, and they're heading down there for the assist. And so then these idiots ride pretty much directly into a much larger force. I think it was over 100 or so. Yeah. <laughs> and got <laughs> demolished. Yeah. And uh, basically this was, they were both watching each other all afternoon because Custer didn't want to attack him because he didn't have the superior numbers then. Right. But the other guys didn't want to attack either. The Cheyenne didn't want to attack. The Cheyenne, um, you know, they kind of watched, or the Custer watched the lodges kind of assemble, knew that the attack was coming. So what Custer does, um, he feigns an attack and then kind of takes off. And, yeah, yeah. And, and leaves that, you know, he doesn't know what, sort of... what happens to his uh, his friend there. Right. And that and, guy, well, it's not his friend. It's fucking Benteen's friend. Yeah. And, ben, and ben, it's been speculated that uh, Benteen never forgave Custer for that. So when the little bighorn came and he's like, hey, Benteen, bring packs, you know, it was like, and he does it right twice. He's basically trying to get Benteen to rush up and give him more soldiers and ammo. And Benteen's kind of like, nah. So it's speculated the reason why he did that is because he feels like Custer abandoned his dead buddy. Or, yeah. So. Good times. Yeah. And great oldies. Yeah. KBSG. <laughs> All right. I was going to say that was turning into some AM, uh, AMSR, whatever that shit is. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, AMSR? Yeah. I couldn't about, remember if it was just it? AMR, but that's ACDC. That's the ambulances. So what if I like to watch a like random dude drinking a forty in a river? Yeah. All right. So <laughs> pretty much uh, battle is over-ish, right? Over-ish, yeah. And uh, once they drive, kind of Custer drives them back. He uh, sends uh, uh, Captain Myers out looking for Elliot. Meyer searched for two miles and then gave up, and then Custer kind of gave him up for dead. And now, with the wagon full of ammo, now they're shooting at the 800 or so Cheyenne that's now, uh, or actually, they captured all their ponies. Yeah. And so they killed, like... That was kind of the big uh, chore for the afternoon, was just shooting... Just killing horses. Killing horses. They killed over... Oh, it's like Shivington again. It's for like hour stabbing and a half. fucking... Yeah. Stabbing... Well, they, they shot 600-some-odd horses, and they kept 200 for prisoners to ride on. So once again, like, picture how big of a fucking herd of horses that is in the first place. Yeah. Try not to get kicked. Well, when you're shooting them, that's, you know, but, I mean, for fuck's sakes, you, I mean, your shoulder is going to be tired from shooting that much. And then you got all this horse flesh. I mean, just think I about. Don't, I don't think so, because I've, I've played Fallout. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I know what it feels like to shoot well, a gun. And like I say, I mean, like, a lot of times if you could, like, if there's just, like, army mules, you can just go bayonet them because they're standing there. But, like, these are kind of wildish. Police. Yeah, but but like standing around, <laughs> just like stabbing, just stabbing horsely, stabbing it, live beings. It's just one of those things where like the human toll is horrible, and it's a relatively large number. But holy shit, like they they kill more horses in that morning than will like a cows will go through a fucking slaughter yard, you know, in an afternoon on an assembly line, and it's all just left out there on the 
buried to rot. You know, yep. it's just killing it just to deny mobility and deny, you know, and then in Plains Indian culture, basically the number of horses you had was how rich you were, basically. Yep. Ed Gein would have been a great cowboy. Probably. Probably. Great cowboy. Going to be a cowboy. I just... Like cavalry bitches, they don't have enough horses. Come into a bunch of horses, kill three quarters of them, you know, then, yeah, then eat. Well, the skinny take, little. Take in- the horses! Fast, take fast Indian ponies are not going to carry your fat ass American ass yeah, that's around. True. And your saddle and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And your fucking pelican. And your pelican and your marching band. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So as dusk, after shooting 800 horses for <laughs> hours and hours. You imagine how bad this is in the days before earplugs and shit. And they're both kind of watching each other, too. <laughs> oh, fuck. What are the Cheyenne doing up on the ridge? Ah, oh, they appear to be just watching, sir. All right, continue shooting horses. <laughs> what? <laughs> sir, we've been shooting horses for the last six hours. I can't hear a fucking thing. <laughs> Oh, poor horses. Just remember that either horses or people, they're, they would be dead by now anyway, so. I, I guess. I guess. I don't no. know. No. It doesn't it, make you feel any it better. It doesn't make it okay. No. This is all revisionist history, though, so. Yeah. But at least we're trying to expose. Yeah. Like some of things what, that people may not know. What the fuck with. actually happened? Yeah. yeah. It was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> That's the clever name of the fucking podcast. Uh, oh, I'll and, take and, one of those. And much, much credit to Tony for oh, thank you. coming up with that. Yes. Name. Yeah. He's the only smart one here. So as uh, Dusk approached. I'm the idiot, man. So I love that. So as Dusk approached, we've been killing shit since for... the sun just cracked up in the east. Mm-hmm. And now the sun is fucking going down. But it is winter, so that would be about five. Yeah. Maybe. So, you know, only eight hours of killing instead of 12. <laughs> Only eight hours of killing. <laughs> Only eight. So this is when they kind of do their kind of doing a quick little advance and then retreat back and then uh, they march until two a.m. about twelve miles down. Well, and who do they camped. march with? Will is it just soldiers or is it a bunch of women and children used oh, as human shields? Yeah, which is that probably part. the which is probably the main reason why the larger force of Cheyenne did not attack. Is because they saved those 200 ponies, put a bunch of women and kids on them, and then interspersed them in their ranks so the Cheyenne could not attack without killing some women and children, mm-hmm. which they found to be a very effective tactic, which, yeah, it's effective. It's also now considered a war crime for obvious reasons. Yeah, it was like 53, I think. <sighs> wow, America has always been shameless. <laughs> well, it's not just America. Let's be real. Like, mm-hmm. But, you know, we're concentrating well, on shamel- America. Well, shamelessness. Well, shameless, the TV show started out. In- no, shamelessness like- is where we are now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. think about, like, it, the, it's like hyper shamelessness. Yeah. But at least it hasn't gotten into the, the degree of killing yet that was in the 1800s. I'm not. Every, everything comes back around. It'll, 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 it'll reach a kind of a. Apex and then it'll come back around. Yeah. Well, like bell bottoms or mood rings. Yeah, pet it's going to come back around to killing people. Troll dolls, pet rocks, and killing people. Yep. You know. <laughs> uh, so Custer sends a hand. Uh, Dude, pop rocks. 
California Joe Miller. Milner. See, Remember that picture? I know you showed me the picture and all it says he's awesome. a drunkard, but I didn't I didn't find him in my research, so you're gonna have to edify me about California Joe Miller. He is basically a drunkard. That's oh. all you need to know. <laughs> so he sends him ahead to Chardon telling him his glorious. How victory. drunk was he? <laughs> Very even for the day. <laughs> They tell of a Wan Cheyenne woman stabbing herself, uh, and then her, or she probably stabbed her child first and then stabbed herself. That would be easier. Yeah. Uh, so the 18 enlisted killed two officers. That would be Elliot and Hamilton. Uh, three officers and 12 enlisted wounded. Custer reported 103 warriors killed. Yep. And 53 women and children captured. He later upped the figures to 140 killed, 300 wounded, and missing next to 300. This all keeps growing every every time he tells the story. Custer's prisoners, the Cheyenne, admitted to 13 men killed, 16 women, and 9 children, which is slightly less than 103. Yeah, slightly less. Slightly less. It's like, what, 30 or less? I didn't hear the exact numbers. Yeah. So uh, counts compare well to George Bent, who did interviews with uh, in 1913 of all the survivors. Mm-hmm. 29 overall killed, and but the 53 taken captive. Well, and I like the breakdown. I think it's Bent's. Well, they have a they have a very helpful chart on Wikipedia about like who said what and when. Like so, like yeah, yeah. Custer said, okay, we have the courses, the the, the source, date of estimate, which. Yeah, I don't, well, and then men, women, children in total. So, Custer, November 28th, 1868. Men, 103. Women, some. Children, few. That was Custer's report. Okay. <laughs> so Few meaning 2,000. Okay. So, Major, Major General Philip Sheridan, Division of the Missouri, December 3rd, 1868. 13 Cheyenne, 2 Sioux, 1 Arapaho. Uh, women and children not not applicable, not applicable, and so sixteen at all. Yeah, uh, oh Black Eagle, God. Kiowa, Philip, uh, Kiowa guy said about eleven, and then many, many in the in the women and children column. Uh, Jack Fitzpatrick and Jack Poisel, they were scouts that were attached to the Seventh Cavalry, claimed about twenty warriors, forty women and children. Um, then Custer later. In December, changed it to 140. So he actually upgraded the amount because he said 103 in November, but then he yeah, said 140. 140 now. A, a month later, he said 140. Oh, dude, I did way better than that. Yeah, yeah. way better. Oh, than way that. it was huge. Oh, you, you, yeah. yeah exactly. You see where I'm going with that? It's terrific. <laughs> yeah. Fucking big numbers. Big oh shit! Numbers. That one, yeah, yeah, that one. That's before I heard the 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 scripts when they came in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did great. And then, like, most of the natives that were, like, uh, talked to, there's a lot of them, like, uh, I don't know what med elk pipe means, but Red Shin, George Bent, George Hyde, estimated about 29 total, um, 12 women, 6 children, and 11 warriors. Um, She-Wolf, who was a Cheyenne, and... She-Wolf? She-Wolf. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, That sounds fucking dope. But but here's why I love the breakdown is, like, a 10 Cheyenne... Two Arapaho, one Mexican. <laughs> so, was there an exchange program? Like, I, I want to know more about that. 
But that was also a number she gave in 1916. So that was way the fuck after the fact. That was like 30 years, or yeah, 30 years after the fact. But yeah. Damn, can you imagine what was 30 years ago now? Think about now. Yeah, I was, so that that she gave she gave that's uh, Stranger Things, yeah. man. <laughs> yep. She gave she gave a, a an account of thirty years ago yeah. in what nineteen twelve. Yep, but her total was more closer. It was like thirteen. But I just I still want to know about this Mexican that was mixed up. Like, if you are the Mexican we're talking about, <laughs> if you are a relative, of- get a hold of us at one and a half bastards at gmail dot com. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing is they also had like uh, George Bent and uh, uh, those guys in 1914. They also came up with 11 Cheyenne, two Arapaho, one Mexican. But then they added also in uh, 10 other Cheyenne women and two Sioux women and then five kids. But you see how the numbers like fluctuate wildly like all over the fucking place. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And also there's a mystery Mexican somewhere in the involved. He's probably wearing one of those. Lucha Libre masks. That's how they knew he was a Mexican? Yeah. And he's mysterious. I was thinking his cultural exchange program or maybe just somebody showing up to sell some stuff and got caught up in the- Tupperware? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mary Kay products. (laughs) But I'm going to do some further research. I'm going to try to figure out who the the Mexican was. Guess that Mexican. America's 69th favorite game show. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Bye. Anyway, we okay. talked we talked about the body counts and how nobody could agree on the body counts, but I think it's it's not Custer's, I don't think. Like, no, but they did, a, uh, that kind of fractured the seventh after that would be a good way to wrap it up. Uh, they did go back and find uh, Elliot. So by that time, uh, Grant becomes president, and yep. they kind of give a little more shits about... Uh, Getting shit sewn up in the South and not so much chasing around all these people. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of gets put on hold for another few years until, I don't know, what, 76-ish? Yeah. Where that Custer problem finally gets resolved. Yeah. <laughs> indefinitely. <laughs> definitely. I was going to say, not indefinitely is he coming back. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> God damn it. Custer 2020, you know. I just went through oh, a man, he would definitely be president match. three oh, times today. Fuck. I was just thinking, you know, North Dakota lionizes uh, TR, yeah. Morass, and Custer, like three of the thicket, you know, biggest blowhards. Well, at least... At least TR could back it up, but... Well, and TR also was for stuff like women's suffrage and, and things like that, whereas, you know... The oh, bar- man, you the ever bar- read about Teddy Roosevelt's fucking daughter? Uh-uh. I think it was... Yeah, it was his daughter... Oh, dude. Yeah, she was a piece of work, wasn't she? She was kind of a piece of work, but she was a fucking badass. I'm... She, like, strong, just, like, strong-handed fucking everybody. Ever. Well, I'll have to do one on her. Yeah. She was a, she was a tough, a fucking tough-ass girl. Oh, cool. But I know I was going to say, but yeah, old Frenchie Marquis there, he was just, you know, notorious anti-Semite and liked to duel people. And then, yeah, fucking um, Custer. Custer had a lot of issues. Like I said, he just, yeah, he had a lot of issues. But, you know, we like to put everything on him. Oh, no. There's plenty of other assholes out there. Yeah, and yeah. And stupider assholes, well, and that's, too. Well, that's why it'll be a long fucking time before we actually get into, like, just 
Custer for the sake of Custer because he pops up like the fucking boogeyman in like yeah. half these stories anyway. He's a good cover boy for assholes, but yeah, yeah. he's not the only one though. He is the boogeyman though. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of times you know he's everywhere. Got a boogie on just my like Totoro sleeping under your bed, <laughs> eating your dead skin off your face with his raspy tongue. How's that song go? Totoro. Totoro. I think it's a pretty good, perfect rendition. And if uh, if you're wondering why we're talking about Totoro, none of your fucking business. How about that? Let's go out to Hell of Gunfire. Yep. Oh, man. Empty beer. Social media at HTWWF Podcast across all platforms, you motherfuckers. But we are also Luddite Cowboys, so send your hate mail to Box 4001, South Kobe, Washington, 98384. Fuck you very much. <laughs>